0: oh what fresh hell is this
1: this is the cigar tipsters podcast
2: It is the Cigar Tips Podcast. I want to welcome everybody to the show tonight. Junior and Ben are both here with you, and tonight we have a special guest setting in with us. He's from CigarsCity.com. Please welcome Anthony Welsh.
1: Hey, guys. Thanks again for having me on.
2: Absolutely. And Anthony's going to be hanging with us uh, through the whole show tonight. But uh, first topic of the night, I'd be re- <clears throat> excuse me remiss if I didn't mention that our friends at Trey J up in Ohio, they're getting ready to release... Their new Invictus cigar. The national launch party for that cigar is next Thursday, May 21st, and it's going to happen at Jungle Gems in uh, Fairfield, Ohio. Uh, this cigar was blended by Jose Blanco, and you can see a nice feature about that on CigarAficionado.com, where they talked about the uh, the working partnership there. But you can make you can meet everyone involved with Trey J plus Jose Blanco at that event next week and get to try the new cigar. So I wanted to throw a, a quick thing out there. Uh, Jay, Johnny, and Jerry will all be there. We love those guys. We've become great friends with them. So give them the guys some love next week as they bring Invictus to the market. So let's talk uh, with Anthony a little bit about CigarCity.com. <clears throat> dot com. Tell us what uh, you guys are all about up there.
1: Yeah, so we got started. It was actually about a year ago this month of May. And uh, it's myself and uh, basically a buddy, Frank. We're the co-owners of the site, and we've got some help. Uh, neither Frank nor I would consider ourselves uh, to have especially sophisticated palettes, uh, so we've got some help in that uh, on that side of things with some of our product descriptions and things like that where we've got a tobacconist that's helping us out. Um, really, my interest in cigars started back when I was an undergrad in college. I, mean, I can remember you know cutting sticks with uh, a steak knife and things like that that... As I got to learn more and more, I was like, oh, I mean, you're not supposed to do that? Okay, and the more I learned about cigars, the more I really appreciated the experience. And uh, so really, that's kind of where we've taken the site, is trying to educate as we go along to make sure that people, when they are buying cigars, if it's a first experience, you know, we do a lot of bachelor party orders and things like that. We want people to understand this is how you get the most out of your sticks, whether you're spending $3 a cigar or you want to spend $30 a cigar there are some things you can do to make sure you get everything out of them that you should.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I've noticed as I've browsed your site, you guys have some really great prices. Uh, how do you guys uh, keep your prices down and things of that nature?
1: It's just two of us. I mean, that's the big thing <laughs> is that you know we're, we're starting out. We don't have a lot of overhead and things like that. We'd like to grow our inventory faster and, uh, to be honest, we're a little nervous because everything I, I know you guys have followed the FDA and all, all the cigar legislation that's out there, you know, th- that could put a real dent into what's going on online. So, how heavily do we invest in all that inventory and then you know, even just building a product? It's a website, so it's cheaper than if you're going to, like, you know, build a car or something like that in the, the quote unquote brick and mortar real world. But when you you build a product on the site, you've got coding time that goes in, it, you've got description time, you've got photos and things like that. If you're going to do it right, and really that costs money as a business owner. So we're not we're not as flush with cigars as we would like to be in terms of breadth, but uh, we've tried to be responsible and keep our costs low. You know, try to keep shipping low and try not to nickel and dime people as they're checking out. I know how frustrating that can be as a customer myself. So we really tried to eliminate some of that headache.
2: Excellent. Uh, you guys have a really nice website, professionally done for any of our listeners that want to check it out. It is cigarscity.com. Uh,
1: Appreciate that. You guys that. also
2: Come do on. also do accessories on the site. Mm-hmm. Got some really nice uh, lighters and humidor options for very reasonable prices. So anybody looking for new lighters, new humidors, things of that nature. even I believe I even saw a few ashtrays on there. Yep.
1: Yep, yeah, a couple of those. The stinky, and actually I've got one of them out here now. It's the uh, this is the Hammersmith Ironworks, which has been great. I keep it on our back deck, our back porch, and uh, so far so good. I've had it out here for I don't know, four months or so, and it's withstood all the elements.
2: And, and another thing you guys have that I that I love is samplers slash gift sets, depending on the particular thing you're buying. And you guys have a lot of choices in that department, from Five Vegas to Alec Bradley to CAO to uh, a nub sampler that someone actually bought me for a gift uh, a year or two ago. So uh, I, I love things like that that, you know, if you're not necessarily an experienced smoker and you just want to try some different stuff, pick up a sampler pack.
1: And we just added the Crown Heads sampler too. It's a six cigar sampler. That's fantastic. I I had no idea that Crown Heads across their lineup is amazing. And Ben, you've probably tried the Tennessee Waltz. I haven't had a chance to toast one of those yet, but I've heard that's an awesome cigar as well.
0: I have. That's, I haven't tried it yet, but that is next on my uh, on my list. It's, uh, I've heard really good things about it, um, so I'm definitely intending on doing that. Uh, I wanted to ask you though. By the way, let me ask you this: Do you go by Anthony or Tony? Uh, either way. Either way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, on the website, it said that you guys, as of right now, you're keeping your overhead low, and you know you don't have a brick-and-mortar store. So, but it, online it says at least not yet. Now, I right. could be just into it. Is there something long-term, or are you guys in town having a store later on just to kind of see how that plays out, or what are your long-term goals?
1: Yeah, I mean, that that I guess is kind of the dream, to be honest. It, I mean, you're from Knoxville, so you know what we've got here. Smokey's does a pretty good job uh, on the west side of town, and then Silo out in Farragut is a pretty nice operation. I know he's uh, he's in the process of moving right now, Silo is. Uh, the guys down in Chattanooga at Burns, uh, I saw something on the Tipster website about the, the tweet-up that they do. I mean, Burns is just a, a world-class operation that they've got going with. The, I think it's three locations, if I'm correct. I and uh, there's
0: the one in Chattanooga. And if you haven't gone, you definitely need to go. I've been going for the past two years, I think. Two or three. Sure. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's well worth the the trip. You need to do it.
1: Do Frank and place. I were both down there last year. We had a great time. And yeah. like I said, their their shops are are all fantastic. I've been to two of the. Like I said, I think there's three. So,
2: yeah. The the third one is in uh, I believe it's in Cleveland, uh, yeah. just north of Chattanooga. Okay. Um,
1: so, but yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of the, the dream. I mean, we'd love to, you know, hopefully someday be large enough that we have the quote-unquote mega store, but really I think you need to take it, I, I, don't like the, I don't like the word country club, but kind of that feel where I think there are a lot of lounges out there right now and, and some that we're seeing here in our part of the country in East Tennessee that it's like uh, a couple folding chairs on a cement slab patio. And yeah. uh, I, I think the experience can be, you know, that's fine. They have a cigar, but the experience really can be more than that. We'd like to see it be more than that.
2: Yeah, there's a there's a shop in Huntsville, Alabama, and I won't mention it. But uh, sitting in there, you feel like you're in the waiting room of a of a 1960s barber shop. I mean, it, it's very uncomfortable. But sure. but they have a great selection for for all their fairness. But I, I won't say their name because I don't want to offend them, and they're really nice guys.
1: And great staff can make up a lot of that. I mean, if you've got the right people behind the counter and they know their stuff, really, I mean, the rest of it is kind of uh, icing on the cake.
2: Now, one question I wanted to ask, is there anything or kind of a top seller that you guys just, people are just always clamoring for that one particular thing?
1: Uh, Well, this is kind of uh, convoluted as well. Uh, So, you know, I think it was back in December that President Obama made the announcement about some of the uh, embargo on Cuba, uh, some of the restrictions on trade with Cuba and travel to Cuba and all that. We're still just, it's endless, the number of people that email and want Cuban cigars and think that, like, there's a password or something that they can give and then, you know, it'll (laughs) unlock this Cuban side of the website. And it's to the point now where it's starting to get a little bit frustrating because it's, you know, we, we hate to disappoint people, and I really don't have a way to order the volume of cigars. You know, I could go down there and bring back you know, $100 worth or whatever the law was. Um, but it's $2,000 per trip just to get that stuff, so <laughs> it's not cost effective. Right. I was looking at flights uh, from Miami to Havana the other day, and it was, it was like 500 bucks one way. Uh, so yeah. there's no way to pull that off for us. But really, I mean, that's what we're hearing, and that might just be kind of the you know the casual non-cigar smoker that thinks the things have ease with Cuba and they want to smoke a Cuban cigar just because they've never had the chance. But that um, brings up an interesting
0: point because, I mean, it's, people have, you know, where Cuba has the best smokes, and I think at one point they used to win their industrialization and they were making good smokes at the time, but, you know, I've been reading articles online. I think even if Cuba started developing their cigar industry back up again. I don't think it's going to be, and, and forgive me for saying this bluntly, but it's going to be as good as what's, what we've got on the market now with Nicaragua and Honduras and, you know, and Dominican. There's a lot of good smokes out there, and we don't have to spend $50 for one Bahike cigar. Not that that is a good cigar,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: it's just – I don't – I mean, okay, so cigars will be made from Cuba and we'll get a limited portion in, but is it going to be as good? or worth, you know, spending an
1: extra $20 per stick just because it came from Cuba? Yeah, I don't think it's uh, going to be you guys like you and I that are able to afford that sort of thing. But no, I, I think it's more,
0: hey, I, ha- I smoked a, a cigar from Cuba. Well, that's nice, but is it good? <laughs> yeah.
2: just, well, uh, and I actually read an article just earlier today that the 2013-2014 the tobacco crop in Cuba was one of the worst in history. They, they have an actual tobacco shortage right now. Wow.
1: I, I guess you'd really need to isolate. So back before Batista and, and Castro and everything down there, what was it about Cuba? Was it the seed? Was it the rollers and the, and the rest of the manufacturing kind of facility, the production that they had, or was it the soil? If it's the soil, I mean you can look at the Dominican, you can look at the way that the basically the world has formed itself and a lot of people would argue Dominican soil is so similar to Cuban that you can't tell the difference. A lot of the seed has been taken to other parts of the country and things like that. And I, a lot of the know-how, a lot of the knowledge and the rollers have, have gone to other parts of the world as well. So I, I don't know, kind of like what you mentioned, Ben, I, I don't know what Cuba still has other than prestige.
0: I mean, how long has it been since Cuba has been a thriving agriculture for proper tobacco uh, and tobacco leaves where the soil, I mean, when was the last time that soil was tilled to even grow the, the right crop that everyone remembers? And is it the same soil from 40 years ago? Then everyone you know is you know with with Castro and all that, I, I'm not so sure that even if it started making it, if it's going to be better, possibly worse, than than what we could get, you know, from from Nicaragua on mass production. So it's everyone just wants it just because the embargo is lifted; it's the new thing. But is it going to be a good thing? You know, is it worth the money? Uh, that's, that's you know, I, I don't know. I don't think so at the moment.
2: Well. Let's switch switch gears a little bit and talk about a a cigar that I am actually looking forward to trying. Uh, Rocky Patel has a new Edge coming out, and I'm a big fan of the Edge line, and this one's actually going to be a Barber Pole, and it's going to have two wrappers, obviously, a Maduro and a Corojo. I'm looking forward to trying this one. I'm a big fan of the Edge uh, Sumatra and Habano, so I'll be interested to see what uh, comes out of this, and one... of that Corojo wrapper is actually coming out of Costa Rica, and we'll talk some more about uh, up and coming cigar countries here in just a little while. But uh, are either either of you guys fans of the Rocky Edge line? Yeah.
1: The Edge is a yeah, it's a good stick. The Edge is a good stick.
0: Is that all you wanted to know, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> is that the end of the- it's good. Moving on.
2: I, I was sipping on my. Uh, a little drink here in the middle of that, but uh, yeah, that we'll we'll kind of breeze past that one. But that brings me to the up and coming cigar country story that Ben brought up. So I want to let him talk about that just a little bit for a minute.
0: Yeah, so I was reading this article on cigar insider, cigar inspector, I should say, and it's talking about how there's a lot of different countries that we can get uh, tobacco from. That not, I mean, everyone knows the stereotypical, you know. Dominican, Nicaraguan, all that good stuff. But there are other countries. I'll see if I can pull up the
2: article in here. I've got it here in front of me. Some of the ones I mentioned were Peru, Syria, Costa yeah. Rica, uh, Brazil, and, of course, the good old US of A.
0: Yeah, so there's all these new tobaccos that are coming up, and I think it's going to be, I mean, you see, just even Mexican rapper. I'm smoking a Jericho Hill. Which has a San dress Mexican rapper, and it's fantastic. It's just not the place you first think of, but I think there's a lot more exotic um, wrapper leaves and fillers out there that um, are going to change the flavor. New,
1: new kids on the block, you know, up and coming cigars. So I'm, I'm I know that I Syria tobacco, Syrian tobacco, has made a lot of headlines because of the politics, but. Uh, of the countries you just mentioned the one i'm maybe most excited about is the Davidoff Brazilian that's supposed to come out if if it hasn't already released in some places this year uh, you know just given Davidoff's reputation i think that if if they're diving into brazilian tobacco that could be
2: uh, really interesting for a lot of folks i agree with that and of the ones that were there you know the united states doesn't get talked about a lot in, in terms of tobacco but you know Kentucky Fire Cure tobacco is U.S. grown and it's had a a hell of a year in 2014 with both the uh, La Black and of course the uh, much talked about Kentucky Fire Cure from Drew Estate. And, and since I'm on that subject I will ask Anthony, If have you tried the Kentucky Fire Cure from Drew Estate and if so what do you think about it? You know I haven't
1: toasted it. I haven't had one. Um, we don't carry them yet because I haven't tried it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've heard of it. I, I think a lot of its popularity probably plays into where we've seen the bourbon industry go in the past five years, which is great, I think, for the cigar industry as a whole. But yeah, I, it's definitely on the list.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not a favorite of the Cigar Tipsters crew, but uh, I know a lot of people that love it. it. It's not one that I smoke very often myself, but I always like to garner people's opinions on that particular cigar.
0: What did you think of it, Mark? You say you have had it, or you have not?
2: (laughs) I have had it. it, uh, I made it about halfway through it before I threw it away. That bad. And I almost never throw away a cigar. Even if it's bad, I'll usually smoke it to the end, but I I couldn't make it through that one. It was something akin to licking a barbecue grill after it had been used.
0: I see what you're getting there. And
2: Sounds my uh, my apologies to Swisher for insulting their cigars, but
0: <laughs> there's a whole other article on that same website that talks about why Swisher and Jewish um, State makes a good blend. I read the headline and then I I turned to another article because I I don't. Do <laughs>
2: But I, I'm actually, and Anthony will be proud of me, I'm sitting here in, in, multitasking ordering a Crown Heads sampler from CigarCity.com as we speak.
1: Nice. Have you had the four kicks before?
2: No, this will be my, my first experience with the company.
1: Awesome bang for for your buck. I, uh, I was surprised. Kicks, I've had it twice, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: cool. All right, and I <clears throat> read another article today. It actually came out last month, but I'm behind like that, that Nat Sherman is coming out with a new cigar to celebrate 85 years. Uh, it's going to be rolled at the Cusada Cigars Factory in the Dominican Republic. It's uh, 6.5 by 54, limited to 2,500 boxes, 10 apiece, and it's going to go for $19. Uh is serious. Yeah, I, I've liked Matt Sherbin cigars in the past, but honestly, at that price, I I don't even know if I would consider buying one. It's, well,
1: it's a tall There's one. a market for it, but it much.
2: Yeah. And it's, uh, the filler is 50% lajaro so it's going to be a somewhat strong cigar, also. They say don't expect a, a lajaro bomb, but I've had bad experiences with uh, Lajeros in my day, so I don't, I don't know if I would jump all over that one for several reasons. You said it's rolled by Casada, right? Yeah, or it's going to be rolled in the Casada factory. It's going to be branded under Nat Sherman. Sounds like it'll
0: be uh, full-bodied smoke, well, I would guess. That much hero.
1: I mean, everything we hear is that that's where the American taste is, is they want to be punched in the face with their cigar. So I, I guess I can't blame them if that's what they think the market wants.
0: Yeah. On I mean, your website, people, have people ordered more full-bodied cigars just from what you've seen?
1: Oh, absolutely. But, it, again, that could be, you know, there are a million different variables that come into it. We, we, we saw a lot of diesel cigars because it's you go to us or you go to, like, CI, you know, and uh, you've got one option or the other, and for whatever reason, they you know, may, may choose us. Uh, whereas you know like famous isn 't carrying any of the diesel stuff, so you take away a lot of that competition because famous doesn 't want to do business with with c i obviously and that whole distribution channel. but we know that guy, some guys want to smoke diesel, so we 're willing to take them as one of our distribution partners
2: now it 's an odd situation. I smoke very few Connecticuts, so I like my cigars to be full flavored, but at the same time i don 't want that. Punch in the face effect. I don't want a a nicotine buzz, so I'm kind of. I guess I'm strictly in the middle of, of the, uh, the range there. I I don't want it weak, but I don't want it extreme either.
1: Yeah, I think there are a lot of guys that that have similar taste mark. It's just. uh, I I guess I I would have almost likened it to like the American addiction to sugar. You you know, they say the American taste bud is just uh, it's been punched over and over so many times that it's. It needs stronger flavor in order to even recognize it. You know, our sweets are sweeter than other countries and things like that. I, I would say it's a, akin to that. But, uh, again, that's just a personal opinion. I don't have science behind me. But.
2: I, I would actually, sitting here thinking about it, I, w- I would really have to agree with you on that. I mean, it's it, I, I'm that way with spicy food. You can't get food too spicy for me, and and I'm at a point where I've eaten it so much that I have to go find those extremes to get the, the spicy fix that I'm looking for. So I I could see where that would fall into place. Makes sense. And I like to ask this question of a lot of our guests. So I'll pose this question to you. If if you were in a situation, I'm not going to ask you to pick one cigar, but if someone said that you had to pick one brand that you had to stick with for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: You know, I, I'm going to go with, with Joya, Joya to Nicaragua, just because I love the dark Corojo and what I've got tonight, just the Antonio 1970. I think both of those sticks are fantastic. The Corojo is so smooth, and I, I find that the Antonio is uh, Antonio is just ex- exceptionally balanced. So I, I like both of those, and I could probably live on both of those for the rest of my life.
2: Yeah, that particular cigar you're smoking is absolutely uh, excellent. Uh, probably top 10 you know, on my list. And we're also big fans of the Quattro Cinco, even if it was a limited release, but we've got about, we have 10 left and they've been aging in a humidor for about two years now. I hang on to those. Yeah, we're, we're holding on to those and we've got a couple of Opus and uh, a random assortment of other things that we're aging. But
0: Sure. So, Anthony, I want to ask you one more question. Um, so, so, how did walk us through a little bit on how you and Frank got together and decided you know i think we should build you know cigarcity.com and and here's well what what was the spark that really said you know i think this would be beneficial to the public so can you walk us a little bit through that thought process on how
1: you got to that point yeah to be honest uh, frank had ordered from uh, a a nameless competitor uh online and and just had a really poor experience um He had called after he received his order, and it it wasn't what he said he ordered, and the service wasn't great, and and he just found it to be incredibly impersonal. And so we kind of basically said, you know, this is something that we think we know how to do, and like I said, neither of us are tobacconists, but we think we can find some people that know the technical side of cigars. We enjoy cigars enough, and we enjoy being around people who enjoy cigars, so we think we can treat people well. And that was basically, let's let's try to create as, as personal of an experience as possible. So your focus was customer
0: service driven, where I mean, you can get the products, but you want people to have a good experience when they visit the website or call to say, you know, that there's you don't have to do this automated system. They can talk to a person if they have questions. They can, you know, questions about orders or whatever and, uh, and make it really personal to people.
1: Absolutely. It, we've been lucky. In you know, our first year, we've had the chance to serve some customers that have come back a few times, and, and, you know, you get to know those guys. Uh, I usually get a hard time. I'm, I'm a Midwesterner. I was born in Wisconsin, and I'm a Milwaukee Brewers fan. We've got some, some customers in Chicago that are Cubs fans. And so yeah, if you follow baseball, at all those two clubs are going in opposite directions right now. And uh, so they like to give me a hard time about it. But, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like trying to take that barbershop sort of feel where you know the guy and expand that into the Internet where things have become so impersonal. If you read the comments on any forum or uh, at the bottom of any news story, you can see just how cruel we can be to each other, and we don't treat each other like human beings anymore. And so how do we get past that? And really, that, that's that been our focus.
0: I think that's a great understanding. I think in today's society, I mean, you can order products and services online without ever talking to a person, and I think we've taken that personal element out. And so to be able to say, hey, not only can you get a product, but you can get great customer service, I think that's... You know, I've been retail for, for for several years and I think just getting that personal element back on the table, you know, to look past the digital online ordering and say, hey, it's not just a product but there's a service behind it. And I'm one of those people where I won't, don't even mind paying extra if I get better service. But if I get poor service, even if it's cheaper, I'll skip it. Because I, I need to know that who I'm ordering from is going to one, stand behind their products and two, be able to answer my questions without going through you know a labyrinth of online you know press 1 for this press 2 for that it's it's very annoying so i think that's a great element to try to bring back the the personality into ordering and putting putting a face behind products it's not just you know a product but it's a service behind it
1: absolutely I'm just thrilled that you guys are having us on. It, it's it's awesome. I really appreciate. You know, we sent those uh, CEOs, Cao Americas, to Mark uh, a few months back, and just you know, the new media crowd and and the cigar reviewers and bloggers and news sites that are out there are so important right now. When you look at some of the threats that the manufacturers, the retailers, and just cigar fans face, whether it's the FDA or it's politicians or whomever it may be uh the grassroots folks are what are going to push us through all of this. And uh, I don't know that our industry has faced a whole lot of that. I know, uh, well, you were down at Burns last year at the Tweet-Up, and there were a couple comparisons made to the NRA. And I don't know that that's necessarily who we need to be, but there are definitely some lessons we could learn from the influence that they have in Washington. And I know the CRA has really intensified their efforts, and uh, at least over the past year, and I think that's a good thing for all of us.
0: Have you gotten any uh, heat or feedback as being an entrepreneur and owning your own business in, in this industry that has so much heat coming down on it from the government? Have you had any fight back or anything like that to make it difficult for you to be a cigar
1: business owner from a government? Yeah, that's actually been one of our. Uh, in the first year, if, if you order from us, it shows up on your credit card invoices foresight, which was recommended to us by the credit card processor. Foresight is what we're the, that's our LLC in the state of okay. Tennessee. Uh, having cigars in the name that shows up on the credit card processor, or on the credit card f- sheet, your your balance, uh, we were told would be a red flag to a lot of banks. Wow. And so uh, how do you communicate that but not communicate it so much that the banks can go to your website and find it out so easily? So we tried to do everything we can to make it clear to customers, but we get a lot of calls or, uh, from our processor that say, hey, they want to reverse this charge. and it just creates headaches. Nobody wants to get that call from the retailer after they've already received their cigars and everything's fine. That's saying, hey, you, know, you put that cancel on the foresight order. That's actually us. Did you get your cigars and everything's okay? If so, you know, please let the charge go through so we don't lose you know, whatever it would be on that order. I see. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, actually... it's really interesting how interconnected the politics gets to everything.
0: <laughs> interesting. That must have been a fun ride to figure out. You actually had to change the name of how it's actually charged because if you write cigars, it actually red flags from the banks. That's sad.
1: And it's not that everyone would get thrown out. I don't. I don't mean to paint that picture. This is just what the processor suggested to us to protect ourselves from it happening.
0: Sure. Sure. So there's still heat even at this level, even in our local area. There's still. You still want to play it safe that way. You don't. Get these phone calls from questionable government people saying, Hey, you know, selling cigars and all that stuff online, and they're going to try to overtax you. And it's like, Look, it's so from a business standpoint, they see foresight, you know, exactly just to get the cigars out there. That's uh, hitting us right at home. It's a shame you can't just be Cigar City, charge the card as Cigar City, and get your cigars and smoke it, and that's the end of it. You have to, you have to kind of do the little dance, you know, with the system just to get it by.
1: Well, I'm sure you've gotten looks when you're out in public and you're having a cigar. You know, there are just some people that uh, any sort of smoking they don't they don't appreciate at all, and it's it's looked down upon, and it doesn't need to be that way. And I think and that's, the bloggers can help with that too. And new media folks, uh, even people that are on Twitter, and they just talk about occasionally enjoying a cigar. Like it, it can be mainstream, and it can be normal. It doesn't need to be viewed as a, a crime or, or something that society needs to look down upon.
0: It used to be normal at one point, the majority I mean, a good large portion of actually smoked, and it was considered a social norm, this was just what people did men and women you know well mostly men uh, and Now you looked at oh, you smoke a cigar you know, so I was in the dog park the other day, and I was you know my dogs are a plane, and I smoke cigar it's just how I pass the time and This lady walks up to me and she sees me and goes, and she hands me like this car, she goes, "Sir, are you trying to quit smoking?" And I told her no i'm trying to start." <laughs> <laughs> I recommend you try this stick and give it a shot. Maybe you understand what I'm talking about, you know? Uh and you know, I i I shouldn't have you shouldn't have to get looks, I shouldn't have to get a smoke in that cigar and I should be able to do that freely in this country without you know ooh, you know he's over there smoking So what? You know? Right. Device so that you eat a cheeseburger, I don't stop you from gaining calories, so what the hell's the difference?
2: Whatever. It is the the pussification of America. Everybody's got to be in everybody's business.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no kidding, man.
2: Well, I want to kind of start wrapping things up here tonight. I want to say thank you to Anthony from cigarscity.com. I can speak from very, very recent, like 15 minutes ago experience that their website is incredibly easy to navigate, and the checkout process takes about uh, 30, 40 seconds at the most. Thank you. And I look, forward, I look forward to experimenting with the crown heads when when that sampler arrives. Uh, wanna, like I said, I want to thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love to have you on any time. Uh, you've been a great guest.
1: Thank you so much for having me again, guys. I appreciate it.
2: Pleasure. Ben, you got anything you want to throw in there?
1: Just remember, Mark,
0: uh, your credit card is going to be charged to Foresight, so don't <laughs> cancel that.
2: Well... Be- I was, I was, yeah. I was going to say when y'all were on that topic that I actually saw the splash page that said, you know, you will see Forsyth on your credit card statement. So yeah, I'm prepared that. for that day.
1: <laughs> I'm glad that you that? saw it. I was curious because it's on that confirmation page, and I know a lot of folks don't read it.
2: So, yeah, I, I saw it, and thankfully it was in big letters, and it, it grabbed my attention deficit. So <laughs> yeah, I uh,
0: Thank you so much, uh, and and I got to. You know, being a local, I mean, you're essentially my neighbor here uh, in the city, and to see that there's still entrepreneurs out there, still fighting for our right to do what you, you know, what you do every day, um, I, you know, it's a little little gem that shines in a uh, in a vast sea of, of black coal. It's something that, that you know, there's still people out there that still enjoy this, and uh, it's inspirational to me. And it's just a couple of guys getting together, saying, "Look, let's just." Make the cigar experience that much better. That little bit, a little contribution, that's um, inspirational to me. I someday I hope to be an entrepreneur in the cigar industry at in some fashion in the future, and uh, it just you know makes me feel good that there's still people out there in the simplest form able to portray that out there. So good work to you, Anthony, and keep it up. And uh, you have our support.
1: Thank you so much, Ben.
2: Uh, one last question: Are you guys coming to uh, tweet up again this year?
1: I'm planning to. I've got to check the dates. I know that uh, David down there had been tweeting about it. Um, I'm actually getting married this fall, so that oh, can yeah. kind of throw a wrench in some plans.
2: Yeah, congratulations on that.
1: Yeah, thanks, I think.
2: <laughs> Hopefully she won't hear that. but
1: <laughs> She's out here. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting the stink eye. <laughs> <laughs> don't be right, well, sleeping out here tonight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, at least you'll have a cigar in your hand, so you'll be all right. True. Uh, but if you do, if you guys do come to tweet Up we'll we'll get together, and hell, we may even do this live from Tweetup. Who the hell knows? But that'd uh, be awesome.
1: Right? We need to do that.
2: Uh, once again, thank you guys for being on. Uh, we'll see you next time, and have a good night, everybody. Thanks so much, guys.
1: This has been a Cigar Tisters production.